how many of you left town during the storm? You left, left town? Carlisle, you did. Took you how long to get back uh, last night? 18 and a half hours from where? North Carolina. Did the storm go up there? South Carolina. She said South Carolina. She's shaking no. You saying yes. So and that's marriage right there. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so my uh, presentation message, because of the end of my uh, time to speak to you tonight, we're just going to spend in prayer. Um, we don't want to underestimate the power of prayer, and there are some uh, several pastors that I've talked to that are extremely just exhausted and trying to trying to help their congregations or help people that are just really uh, all to pieces uh, emotionally. The reality is, according to what I was able to find, that at one time in the state of Florida, sixty percent of our state was without power, uh, I, uh, without electricity. And so I, that's what I want to say. So y'all help me say electricity and not power, because I, I think we still have the power. And even and when the electricity is out, we still have the power in Jesus' name. And uh, so uh, without electricity, 60% here in uh, Lakeland, there's still about 6,000 plus that still in Lakeland do not have power. Polk City, three main lines that run out to Polk City. May, anybody from Polk City? Okay, out of Polk City. You have power out there in Polk City? Okay, major lines. Tony Delgado, who is the city manager of Lakeland. So we're doing everything that uh, we can. You know that electrical uh, organizations, uh, as far away as Canada, has come in here. I mean, saw the, on, the convoys of electrical trucks and Sharon and I saw about 12 highway patrol troopers uh, who individually drove their vehicles over on Lake Morton and had chainsaws and they were working and it was uh, extremely interested. Uh, let me give just some scriptures and my few thoughts about Irma, uh, Nahum, the first chapter, verse 7. The Lord is good, a refuge in time of trouble. Somebody say amen. amen. He cares for those who trust in him. Uh, number two, Psalms 91.7. You have notes tonight. Everybody got notes? If you didn't get notes, take them from somebody else, okay? That's what we do here at Victory. Uh, so uh, a thousand may fall at your right side and uh, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. An oak tree might get you, but not an enemy, friend. Uh, 2 Corinthians, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9, we are hard-pressed on every side. Uh, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And I, I can tell you a lot of people claim that promise during, uh, uh, during what could have been a catastrophic event. Uh, here's another, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. Say Amen. I am your God. Hallelujah. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And we believe that. And we believe that, number one, as I really prayed about, all right, what to share and over praying for you guys, our church family and our community, and saying, God, keep your hand upon them. The, my prayers were jealous prayers. 
It's like, I didn't say I don't care about anybody else. I didn't say that. But what I did say, those that are under my charge as a shepherd, God, as any shepherd would do, I'm praying for your best favor to fall to fall on them and to trust you for that. And we're grateful. Had we had, because I'm a native Floridian, I was around when Donna came through, when many of us were here in 04, when three or four storms came through. I have never in my time with Donna and others, and this is my opinion from my experience, seen a storm, even though it was, as some say, a cat too, uh, some, some of the weather people uh, said, well, it, it is barely a cat too. Well, I've, I've determined to respect a cat too storm. It was more than a summer rainstorm. And had it been a cat three, imagine with me what it could have been like. If it had been a cat four, uh, 25% as you watch the news, 25% of the homes down in Key West many destroyed, et cetera, et cetera. We know all that, and we're praying. So I, the few points as I thought about, preparation was more important than I anticipated. As I began to hear uh, the storm and realize, boy, that's changed paths now, and it looks like it's going to come, uh, it's, it's going to come over on the West Coast. We agonized on uh, the, the latter part of last week on Friday we agonized over what do we do on Sunday. And I, I probably, well, I did tell Dan and Jeff and some of the others, I'm probably going to be sitting at my house on Sunday morning wishing that I had not said, let's cancel the services on Sunday. And I, I just felt like Sharon, Sharon of course, uh, said, you cannot do that. You cannot expect the people to come out. And I'm thinking, you know, my nature is, hey, if you're going to have church, that's the best time in the world to have church is when there's a storm. But, but I'm learning, okay? How many are patient with me that I'm, I'm just learning? And uh, so in the process, we made that decision. And as the storm began to approach and the weather Sunday morning, I said, God, we, we did the right thing to allow our people to prepare for the storm of which we did not know uh, how difficult it was going to be, but preparations were more important than I anticipated because I, like maybe you didn't, but I did, I thought, Lord, did I get enough diesel fuel for my generator that I bought uh, 10 years ago that I, I put 12 hours on it the whole time I've had it, you know? The tires were flat on it, and uh, the diesel fuel had been sitting there for a long time. Did, did I prepare enough to get ready? Because preparation is important. Here's what I know. The greatest miracles come when you prepare better. Amen. It's easier for God to give a miracle when you're preparing and say, God, th this is it. And you know what I, I was thinking? I thought about this as a dress rehearsal because the rapture is going to take place and he's going to come in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Get ready, everybody. Get ready. He's coming again. Well, and then there are many things that, that we take for granted. How many of you, how many of you, you had your electricity go off? May I see your hand? How many were grateful when it came on? May I see your hand? All right, this is not a trick question, okay? How many of you, when your electricity was off, you reached for the light switch to turn it on? 
I'm not alone. I am not alone. I know you did, Sharon. I saw you. <laughs> so you turn it on. It's like it's supposed to be there. It's the way it always is. Many things that we take for granted. Think with me for a moment. All the things that we thought about that we take for granted in our day-to-day -day routine, like going, turning on the air conditioner or going to the fridge and and getting a drink of water or whatever the case that we, and sometimes one another. Here's another thing. Comfort and possessions, possessions do not define us. Now, when things are going right, have you ever heard the statement, you got to keep up with the Joneses? You ever heard that? Or whatever their names are? And American culture does that all the time. It's like a little bit more, got to reach this level of you know, this level of financial stability. But the reality is, here's what we need to be careful of and things that we learn, that our stuff does not define us. What defines us is the core of who we are in Christ Jesus. I heard people say, I heard people say, boy, you know, uh, a lot of things, things are not important. Things are not important, you know. Well, I, I got to tell you something. That's a wonderful statement. But here's, here's, let me just be as transparent. They are important. Hello? My generator was really important. Do you know what I mean? But not more important than my trust in Jesus Christ. Not more important. Here's something else. Um, stress and pressure will either improve you or destroy you. You with me? Stress and pressure. Now, I saw people say, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you're one of them, that's cool. I don't know how I'm going to manage it. And they were just, is, is this all right to say? It's alive. It, they just freaked out. People that I know. I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to manage it. Okay. But stress and pressure will improve you or destroy you. And what a great opportunity as we face I mean, I mean, I, did you get tired of watching the weather? Anybody get tired of watching the weather? I, I got so tired of watching the weather. It was either that or the fixer-upper. <laughs> but watch the weather. And then it kept moving. You notice that? I'm thinking somebody sooner or later tell that storm to stay in place. Then, then Sunday, it's going to come up the gut of Florida. So well, won't that be interesting for old Polk County, you know? Then when it moved further west, I thought, hallelujah, it's, it's going on over there. And then when it came in and then roared right up, the eye of the storm came right through this county, right through Lakeland, Florida. I saw it, saw on the weather deal and say, but it was only half an eye. It did not have the lower half. Had it had the lower half, my friend, it would have been together and been a cat three. And I got to tell you, uh, God would have been good. We believe that a tornado came right in front of the church, landed over by Lou Hall in that stand of trees there, and twisted them like toothpicks and kept going right on over the cemetery out there into to over the trailer park and then landed again. And I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, for your protection. Stress and pressure will improve you and say, we passed, or it will destroy you.
And then here's another point. God answered prayer for us. I had to be careful. I had to be careful to not say, God, send it somewhere else. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Send it to North Carolina. Chase old Carlisle, you know. (laughs) Send it over there. Send it, send it, God. Up in the pan to west, up in the panhandle. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I, I had to discipline myself to say, God, I, I don't know what you're doing, but your will be done. I, we looked at it and we thought, What do you do? You just Thy will be done, because God, you are our protector. You're, if it comes through, you allow it to come through. We're going to trust you, and that's a that's a valuable life. A point is, God, when you see it coming, you just say, God, it's all in the Lord's hands. Now, now I, I second-guess myself at about 1230 or 1 o'clock on Monday morning. I, I have one of, these huge, uh, one of these huge flashlights that's like a ball bat. I think it handles a police model, 10 or 12 batteries in it. You, you can take that thing. And I... I I'd, I'd hear something, and I'd open the door, and Sharon would scream, and I'd run outside. I thought, I mean, I went outside and put the light on the house, put the light on the trees, said, so far those trees are good. So far my neighbor's house is okay. I don't know what they thought when they saw a flashlight that strong going through. It didn't really matter because I really wasn't thinking rationally at that time uh, and, and looked at our house to be sure everything's you know, the way that it should be, and did not know that a, our neighbor's tree, huge oak tree, fell on uh, our neighbor's house. A, a lady, it's a widow lady, but has since moved to a rehab center and just had her roof reshingled about six weeks ago and, um, and fell on her house. Uh, so that was God answered prayer. God, you protect us. You give us favor. You keep your hand upon us. Human nature can be kind under stressful circumstances. Sometimes uh, human nature can be kind uh, under stressful circumstances. In other words, it was really an event that I saw that people that you don't know, that, that may or may not even be Christian, but reached out and helped one another just because another human being happened to be in trouble. And I, I, I was encouraged uh, by that as I saw in our own neighborhood, many worked all day long going house to house, and it was a mess, uh, helping improve. My grandkids helped us. We had limbs down and leaves down. And, and one of the beauties, you know, of having kids is eventually you get to have grandkids, usually. And I was raised to work. And my grandkids just happened to stay with us. And I just happened to have a rake for every last one of them. (laughs) You talk about prepared. I I told one of them, son, come on now, you look like Moses with this rod staff standing there. Put the rake to work, you know. I had another that said, oh, my shoulder's out and hurting. I said, the best thing for shoulder relief is a good solid rake. That'll work. What happened to your compassion when you're hot and sweaty? 
that compact me anyway. Let me just move on. So we worked them. I mean, we worked them and was able to do it. And then when we got finished, our neighbor, which is 78 or more years of age, uh, he, he was telling me, Pastor Blackman, I walked to the end of the driveway and I'm out of breath. He's already had open heart surgery and the grandkids finished up. And, uh, and I said, okay, now let's go to the neighbor's yard. Now, I didn't ask for a vote. How I many you know there are just some things you know ought to be done that you don't, and they, they're not old enough to vote yet. So we're going to the neighbor's house, and we went over there, and we went to work. They weren't home, and we were able to help them. And that was true through the whole neighborhood, human nature, just the desire to help. Here's what else I found. People lay aside their own prejudice to help others in their circumstances without question. In other words, nobody said, uh, do you go to church? If you don't go to church, we're not helping you. Nobody said, are you a true American? No. Or, or do you, what language do you speak? Uh, how much beer do you drink? You know, no, we, we, we don't do it even with communion. Uh, but you put aside your prejudice. Now that is the way the church functions is helping people and loving people and then the other is the mature signs of faith or the lack thereof shine in the threat of the unknown saturday morning we were having a pre-hurricane breakfast at bob evans sharon was there and two or three of the kids and some of the grandkids and I was seated, and I ordered my coffee in a styrofoam cup. I don't like the glass kind, especially the kind that they have there. You drink it, and it just has a tendency, because my lips are tender, <laughs> that the coffee dribbles down the cup. You ever seen a cup like that? It just dribbles down the cup. I don't like that. doesn't happen with a styrofoam cup. And the lady I ordered a a medium coffee and she came by and she dropped that whole cup of that hot coffee right here on me right down the middle of my back and uh, my Lori our youngest daughter can tell you what my face looked like uh, and I I uh, you know it's like get get the hot t-shirt get it off me you know and uh it was, it was one, um, that was, a, I, I reacted with a mature sign of faith. I wanted to scream like a girl <laughs> because it was burning hot. And the little lady who has been there for 22 years, she knows us. She was hurting. And my, I kept thinking, I have to manage this for her. I know she'll go in the back and she'll cry and she'll be so upset. First time I've ever done that. When she said that, I thought, and, yeah, I, and you pick me. I <laughs> uh, really do appreciate that. Uh, but at any rate, we were, we were able to, to get it all taken care of. Psalms 138.7, <clears throat> though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes, and with your right hand you save me. 
Deuteronomy 31, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you, nor what? Forsake you. Then I like this one, Proverbs 2.11. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. In a storm, the unexpected is usually unappreciated. The unexpected. I did not expect to experience fear. I did not expect to think this thing is louder than what I thought it would be. This thing is more traumatic than I thought it would be and with the whistle of the wind. And how many of you listen for strange sounds? Anybody? I listen for strange sounds. I thought that's that's not a sound that I'm used to, you know, that, that right there. It's not, not a sound I'm used to. And that's when I took my flashlight and said, well, I have to go investigate. Because I'm sorry, it's just who I, who I am. The unexpected is usually unappreciated. And when I thought about that in a spiritual measure, there are a lot of things in life that are unexpected that we don't appreciate until later. Think about that. Until later, we say, wow, God, I wish I would have behaved or reacted to that a little better because now that I see why that happened, you had me in mind all along. And so I need to learn to accept that which I don't appreciate some people do have pressure points that are easily ignited. Amen? I was at Wawa. I came around the back way. And there was a line of people, about six or eight long. And I pulled up. It was never my goal to interrupt the line. But there was one lady in a car, she thought, sure, that's what I was getting ready to do. And I had a lot of emotion flood over me. thought, well, I might as well go ahead and accommodate you since you're going to curse like that. But I didn't. And oh, she was, she was hot. And I love those kind of moments. You, you see what I'm saying? Because you can sit there and smile and say, you're upset over nothing, lady. But anyway, about that time, the parking lot guy came and divided the traffic up. And guess who I wound up right behind? Right there. I waited on her. She come and she looked at me. She was not happy. And I just, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Just smiled. Do you know what I mean? It, see, that was, that was her moment that, her pressure point was easily ignited. See, when things like this happen, God finds out what your pressure point is. Y'all with me? He says, oh, that was a real fast trigger right there, you know. You just, just with that right there, you, you lost it. So I thought, God... Help us to be more careful of that. Christians do handle difficult circumstances differently because of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. 
Amen. So we, we respond differently because of the Holy Spirit in us. We are more patient. We are more long, supposed to be more long-suffering because of the Holy Spirit in us. How many of you hummed or just sang a little praise song during that time? And just That's right, a little praise song and hum a little, you know. How many of you sing in the shower? May, may I, you know, I could win. America's Got Talent in the shower, personally. Uh, you sing and you praise. Why? What is that happening? That, that's, that spirit in you is connecting with the Holy Spirit. And then here's something else. It's all right to experience an emotion of being afraid. Somebody say amen. amen. Afraid. It's afraid of the unknown. You know, will the top floor of our house blow off? Will the, will the chimney take a tumble? Will, will a tree fall? Uh, Sharon had tree trimmers out on Friday before Sunday. Said, take that out. Take those limbs out. And they came out. And they charged to do it. And we paid the bill. And I'm grateful that we did. But what, what the tree that, well, it, it didn't fall. She said, I still want to take that out. I said, let me tell you something, darling. If that storm didn't take that tree out, it ain't going anywhere. It's going to stay right there for a little while. So here it is. We handle circumstance. And then it's all right to experience or a preparation for a major storm cost more than you think. Do you know what I'm talking about? How many of you had more food than what you usually do in the house during the storm? Man, why, why would we do that? We, we're afraid we weren't going to get any more. You know? We, had, we usually only buy one kind of loaf of bread. Sharon bought two kinds. And we had grandkids over. She feeds them. One of my grandsons the other night who might weigh 110 pounds ate three hamburgers. I said, what's wrong with you, son? You know? <laughs> it's like three hamburgers at one sitting. And then, and then he wanted to make a milkshake when that was done. I thought, Wow. That's amazing to me. But all kind of stuff. Sharon said today, i got to give a bunch of this stuff away. We were prepared, but spent. I have not asked her, just how much did you spend getting ready for this storm? For fear that she would say, well, how much did you spend on batteries and duct tape? Thank God for duct tape. Amen? <laughs> duct tape. Thank you, Jesus. Stress is not relieved by eating more. Amen? Psalms 511, but let all who take refuge in you be glad. And let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Psalms 34, a righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from all of them. Psalms 46, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalms 57, have mercy on me, O God. Have mercy on me, for in you my soul takes refuge, and I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Unknown circumstances create an opportunity for serious reflection of life. 
if in this time you reflected on your life, on your family, on your blessings, on those things that God has given you favor, this was the time to do that. I'm thankful for friends. I'm thankful for my church. A serious reflection. I, God, help me love other people more, especially individuals that I don't know who are willing to help. Being thankful is something that we should all appreciate, especially among the church. Thankful. Possessions can be replaced, but life is a one-time gift Live it wisely. Live it wisely. You can learn to pray better when you're shaken. You see those trees that were flexing and bending, they were going this way. And then when the eye came through, they were going the other way. I thought if, and that's what the Bible says, what can be shaken will be shaken right in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who cannot be shaken loose will stand by the grace of God. And I, I, I can tell you this. I had someone say, well, buddy, and all that's going on in Florida, and it's just kind of God's way of, of getting our attention. That's one perspective. But nature, nature has no respect of getting even with people. It's just the way nature is. Someone said, well, it's, it's that, that is the, the deal that's going on and climate, the climate change and all this, that, and the other. We had these kind of storms before anybody ever thought about climate change. What I'm trying to tell you is God rules it all. It's all in the palm of his hand. And the privilege that we had when that storm came through was to get closer together to thank God for what we do have, to pray for other people, to help other individuals, to get to the place to realize that we are not, we are not infallible, to get to the place that we really do need help and that God is always able. John 10, 28, I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Psalms 121.1 I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Finally, Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Amen? So as our worship team comes forward, we're going to take time in these last few minutes to pray. Here's another point. You can have an opportunity to make memories and journal them for a time of celebration. What did you learn? What was important to you? How did you appreciate God's favor? Make those memories. I can tell you, in our family, I was at home longer during this storm than any other time in years. Amen? home longer. People would text, are you out? We know you're anxious to get out. 
I did get out some. Came over here, looked around Sunday morning at nine o'clock. Nobody here. Said, Lord, you keep her safe. That building belongs to you. You keep your hand on it. This your house. God, all our people, keep them safe. But you have memories that you can make. Don't just let those things that impact you get away without journaling them down and make a time of celebration. And then murmuring and complaining is for the weak-minded. It only makes matters worse. Just matters worse. As a five-year-old kid, I've told you before, we lost in a house fire everything that we owned. I remember that as if it happened today. My mother weeping at the neighbor's house and could not even get her breath. She was weeping so badly. What savings we had, my father had placed in glass jars. Gone. Here's what I'm encouraging you. He never fails. And we still have people, and what we're going to pray for, we still have people around the state of Florida and other parts and in Texas that really do need God to give them kind of a, I'll call it a sign, to say everything is going to be all right. You appreciate the people and friends in your life in a greater way. And here's what else. You build a greater appreciation for first responders and others who work diligently to make our lives become almost normal again. And things could always be more difficult, and they could. You rest better when the storm is over. But usually you're wiser and more thankful. That is the journey of life. And may we thank God. So we're just going to worship softly. I'm not going to tell you what to pray for, my Lord. Pray for some of your families who I talked to several. I had a very, very influential, wealthy man call me right before church tonight he has enough money he could buy whatever he wanted i said you have electricity he said no sir i don't and i thought really doesn't matter what you have sometimes life smiles on you and sometimes things frown but he never changes his feeling for you and me. So just pray, and I'll call you back here. we got about 10 minutes here. Would you just find a place to pray and maybe just sit there or worship or kneel down or come into the altar, and we'll just spend this time together.
Would you stand? Thank you, Jesus. Would you take uh, the next several days and maybe just, we just spent 10 minutes. It's not a long time, is it? But would you try to commit to 10 minutes just for the next seven days, 10 minutes a day, and just pray for, if you talk to some of the ministers that I've talked to and some of their families. It's difficult. You and I enjoy so many wonderful things. And if we are enjoying those things, take 10 minutes and just say, God, I don't know what the needs are, but I feel your favor in my family. 
And I'm certainly going to give 10 minutes to somebody I don't even know to help them cope with life challenges for them right now. Texas is a long way out of the woods. A long way out of the woods. Florida, the Keys, South Florida, Fort Myers, Lehigh, Acres, all of that. One of our pastors, Pastor First Assembly in Bartow, Brother Kevin Deck over there, just said, boy, we had, we had some challenges. They, they have no power, so he couldn't have church. So I want you to welcome him. He came here tonight. Pastor Deck's right over there. Give him a hand clap, everybody. Those of you that are watching online, and there are thousands of those individuals, we pray for you. We encourage you. We ask God's favor upon you. We're going to believe God together that God will restore everything that the enemy has taken away, and we give you praise for what you have done. So, Father, I pray favor upon every family. I pray favor on our churches. I pray favor on those who are reaching out a helping hand. You bless, even though there may be individuals that are not believers. But if they give a cup of water, just a cup of water often, as a good deed, that good deed, the desire to have a good deed, they may not even realize it came from you. The devil is not the author of anything that's good. But you are, Father. So when, even when human nature may be away from you and they do something good, God, you, you are the one responsible for that. Meet every single need, God, and continue to stretch us and grow us and let us become more formidable than we could ever believe that we would be. Let it be so. For those without electricity, God, I pray tonight for all the linemen, for all those engaged and involved, God, I, I just pray, let them be able to restore it and we give praise and honor for what you have done. We thank you for the governor of the state of Florida and all of his efforts and all of his leaders, God, and all of FEMA and all emergency management, our own city, Lakeland Electric, Duke Electric, Florida Power, Tico, all of those, God. They're people that take care of the electricity. But the one who has the power is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we say thank you, Jesus. In your name, one last hand clap, everybody. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you for being here.